Hello, my beautiful friends and family, and welcome back to another episode of the Speech with Rach podcast. My name is Rachel Musial, M-A-C-C-C-S-L-P. And in today's episode, I'm going to give you a little bit of practical advice. Um, I had mentioned before that I was starting a little mini-series on here called 25 Things I Wish I Knew Before I Was 25. And the first piece of advice that I shared was, when people show you who they are, believe them. Now, in today's episode, I wanted to dive into another topic, a lesson that I wish I had learned at a younger age. And that lesson is, you are not your thoughts. So in today's episode, I'm going to dive into our relationship with our brain, our thoughts, the way we talk to ourselves, and how we can actually find a lot of power when we realize that we are not our thoughts, rather we are observers of our thoughts. So without further ado, let's get right into it. many of you know, some of you may not know, I am diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and ADHD. And I have found that those labels, those titles, whatever you may call them, have really helped me piece together so much of the pain um, and trauma and suffering that I've been through in my life and gave me a lot of power when I realized that a lot of what I was suffering and struggling with was maybe due a little bit more to some of my diagnoses. And in fact, those diagnoses were really connected to the way that I viewed my thoughts, my brain, the inner workings of Rachel, right? I always like to imagine our thoughts as like those little angels and devils sitting on our shoulders. You know, in Disney movies, when the character's going through like a life or death decision, and they really need to just talk to their conscience and figure out what to do. They see a little angel up here, and they see a little devil up here, right? To me, that little angel is being realistic, <laughs> maybe telling it how it is. And that devil, that devil is our anxiety, our depression, our ADHD, our struggles. That devil is the one creating those what-if scenarios. And what I have realized through years and years of struggling with my brain and my thoughts and getting stuck in those is that you are not your thoughts. The fact that you can observe your thought right now, right? If I told you in this moment, think about a pink elephant and you think about it, you are observing that right now in your mind. You are not that. You created that, right? You allowed your brain to go there. And so often, many of us that either have a diagnosis or don't, unfortunately, our brain might just tend to go to that anxious, negative, worried place more often than we like. And it sucks. And it's not fun. Like, I used to be so negative and so worried because I thought that my thoughts were my reality. And if you guys think about it, 
I mean, truly, I would say like 80% of the things that we worry about or scenarios we create in our heads end up not happening. So instead, what happens when we do that is we take all of this energy and use it on something that is not concrete, is not true, it's not in front of us. And we catastrophize. We have black and white thinking. We think the worst, the worst, the worst. And again, when you have a diagnosis or when you're someone that's just struggling in this, you can spiral down a path. And through years of, I'm saying years, of therapy and medication and realizing what mindfulness was, I kind of started to realize that I had a big role in my brain going to the negative because I needed to retrain it to think in the positive. I've discussed this before, but a lot of our pain and suffering in life is due to evolutionary things in our past that we needed to do to survive, right? We were always on high alert in our past to run away from a lion, to gather food, to find shelter in a snowstorm that our body was on high alert. And stressors in life, they're really there to ensure that we don't die, to keep our body going. But we can't tell the difference sometimes between a true stressor and one that we create. So I have found that over time, talking to myself, I know that sounds ridiculous, Talking to myself and talking myself through scenarios has allowed me not to go down that spiral as often. So let me give you an example of how I do that. I, let's say I am waiting in line somewhere, right? And I'm in a hurry because we're all in a hurry. We all have got places to be. And I'm starting to get irritated. And my brain is going, this is ridiculous. Rachel, you're so dumb. Why didn't you get her earlier? You need to plan your day out better. You are all over the place. Come on. What's going on? Let's go. And you just start getting amped up. When that happens, I acknowledge it and I don't judge it. Okay, that's the most important thing in mindfulness in general is we do not judge our thoughts. They are there. We acknowledge them and we notice them. When that happens, my brain starts going, hold on a second. Am I really in this present moment in any kind of pain? Any kind of danger, any kind of suffering? No. However, is my expectations where I wanted them to be? Is this scenario filling the expectation I had? Also no. So am I creating this suffering? Oh, I am. Rachel, this is what I say when I'm going through these situations. I don't want to suffer in this moment. I want to decide. Do I want to let this slow-moving line disturb me? Or do I want to just smile and shake it off and remember that this is a little thing and in a year, in five years, God, in in two months, I may not remember this. Yeah, I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to choose to not go down that negative path. Now again, I am putting the caveat that I have done years and years and years of therapy and taken medication and I'm still on medication. This is a very possible thing to get to. Although, like I said, it takes time and reprogramming. So if you are someone that getting to this positive state or this more matter-of-fact state doesn't come naturally to you or you feel like you have to do it all the time and you're being negative all the time, that's okay. 
Do not judge yourself. Healing is not a linear process, guys. Healing goes all over the place. What I'm trying to share in this message is that you have more power than you think in your healing journey because you can unlearn and retrain some of those evolutionary patterns and things that we have needed to allow yourself to surrender and be more present and more grateful and enjoyable. I think that this is sometimes a tricky topic for some people because I do think that we need to take a little bit of responsibility for our suffering. Not what's happening to us, but how we are reacting to it. We need to understand that scenarios may continue to pop up in life. And unless we change how we react to it, we may continue down this cyclical pattern of pain and suffering. And it's unfortunate, you know, like it it, kind of sucks to be like, God, I got to take a little bit of responsibility for the suffering. Yes. I mean, you didn't ask for this to happen. You didn't. It sucks. I mean, there are so many things in life that we don't plan for. You didn't ask for that. However, now here you are. You're in this moment. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to bitch and moan and complain about the things that you cannot control? Spiral down a negative path. Or are you going to go, okay, in this moment, what can I control? How can I change my thoughts? How can I speak nicer to myself? How can I let myself enjoy and live life? You will spend a lot of life waiting. There are people in life that are perpetual waiters, waiting for the next best thing. And when you live life that way, it goes so fast. And it does not give as much meaning. So my message here is to realize that the thoughts that are in your brain are not you. Rather, they are a reaction, an evolutionary reaction, a response to stressors and situations and expectations in your environment. And while you might not control what they're doing initially, with time, you can train those thoughts. You can speak more kindly to yourself so that that negative reaction is not maybe the first line of defense. And through mindfulness and through studying this, I've learned that our body actually goes through different reactions when we are managing stress better. So when a stressor happens, our body goes through a stress reaction. It reacts impulsively, right? It goes through that response. But if we are able to train it to not feel as though that is such a big stressor, instead our body goes through a stress response where we are more present and mindful and aware of what's going on. And it's just cool that even if you're upset, because we all get upset, we all get anxious, we all get pissed, you can still feel in control when you're upset, right? I am all about feeling all feelings, okay? If you're upset, I want you to cry. If you're mad, I want you to scream. But I want you to know that when you're doing that, it's powerful. You are completing the stress cycle. You are releasing energy. You are being present. And now you have the power to say, okay, 
Now what? What's next? What am I going to do? Once I get all these feelings out, how am I going to make it better? What is truly in my control that I can do? It's a really empowering and freeing, freeing thing. And again, I am not upset that it took me this long to get there. I think that I sometimes needed to have some of these life experiences to realize that. And I just want you all to know that you have so much more power than you think. And at the end of the day, I want you to speak kindly to yourself, speak to yourself, give yourself the benefit of the doubt in life and in situations in the same way that I know you do for your clients. Because we are all therapists, but we're all humans, okay? And we need to speak to ourselves just as kindly as we are speaking to everyone else in our lives. If this was a helpful episode for you guys, please DM me, post it in your stories, let me know. And if you are a graduate student, I highly recommend that you join me for my workshop this upcoming Sunday, May 2nd at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on finding and landing your CF. During this two-hour-ish workshop, we are going to go through managing the stress and the craziness of finding a CF. I'm literally going to walk you through how to create a cold email list to send out to people, how to find sources and interviews around different kinds of places like Yelp, Google, LinkedIn. We're going to talk about possible interview questions you could be asked. I'm going to give you a list of questions to ask the interviewer. It is just going to be filled with so many goodies. And I really hope that if you are a first or second year graduate student, you will be joining us. And if you can't join, do not fear, because of course, the episode will be recorded and the PowerPoint presentation and workshop episode, whatever it is, will be sent out to everyone that attended the workshop a few days after. Thank you all for joining me in my little corner of the universe. I am sending you so much love and light today. Until next time.